listening to the Utah Man Podcast. For fans by fans. Your number one Utah Utes podcast. Now your hosts, Cameron, Ryan, and Scott. Welcome on into the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron. We got Ryan. Happy signing day, Utah. And Scott. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Well, signing day's upon us. It's come and gone. The Utes have put together a great class. Probably one of the best classes they've ever gotten. At least under Winningham, maybe of all time. I'm ecstatic. This is awesome. Well, Jim Fossil put some doozies together back in the day. <laughs> At least on Mafu. the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> Mafu. He was selling Mafu out of the out of the trunk that of his car. That was McBride, not Fossil. That <laughs> was McBride. I know. That's what I'm saying. Mafu. <laughs> I said Fossil and then oh. Mafu. <laughs> All right. Well, before we kind of dig into the recruiting, uh, let's first let you know that we're brought to you by Double Tree Suites by Hilton, Salt Lake City, downtown. Check them out online or on their phone, 801-359-7800. And we will be giving out a free room later on in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's is on its way. Boom, chicka, boom, boom. Free room downtown. Yeah, we got a little Barry White music. You get a sweet. There ain't no sunshine. A sweet room for your sweet significant gone. other. How great is that? It's not very white. There ain't no sunshine when she's gone. All right. Gone, well, we know that know Scott's not getting recruited for any signing or any singing contracts anytime soon. Columbia Records on the phone. Let me get him. She's trying to set the mood. This isn't Casey Kasem. <laughs> Weekend 100. And now coming in at number 45. <laughs> There ain't no sunshine. <laughs> Number one, Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles, five-star recruit, Snow College. Number one, JC offensive lineman in the land. I mean, we know he was committed to Utah for quite some time. It's official. Our offensive line is stacked. Oh, coming in very deep from what we already have, and then the new old line coming in. Holy crap! It's awesome. Now this class is. This class is loaded from top to bottom, and it was exciting. If those of you that uh, follow recruiting, I know it's uh, you kind of have those that are really into it, and those that could care less what seventeen-year-old guys are doing. But uh, it was interesting to watch these last several weeks as this recruiting process was coming to an end, and the momentum that Utah got. Typically, you know, it seems like in years past we've gotten guys. And then we just have not been able to hold on to them at, uh, down the stretch and have uh, been picked off by bigger programs. But Utah held, held their ground. Uh, they lost, they lost one recruit, uh, today. But, uh, overall, it was, it was a heck of a, heck of a signing. Well, that 10 win season proved to be helpful for this recruiting class. And I'm sure that win against the big win against Oregon early on in the season was, uh, extremely helpful to land some of these guys well and we kind of saw that's when a lot of recruits started to pay attention to utah was that oregon game the the winning season that we had i've been thinking about that a lot and i'll, I'll want to pose this question to you guys what do you think is bigger that the winning that we had this season and even last season or the fact that these recruits since they've been playing you know high school football utah's been a pac-12 program 
Uh, the the Pac-12 yeah. affiliate affiliation is huge, but nobody wants to come play for. I mean, look at Colorado. Their their recruiting class, for the most part, pretty mediocre at best, and they've been mediocre at best. Well, they haven't been mediocre since they joined the Pac-12. But even before that, when they were a part of the Big Twelve, then the latter years weren't that great either. So yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily the conference. No, because kids. Yeah, they want to play for a P5 conference. They don't want to be stuck in a in a G5, you know, with nowhere to go. And uh, so they look for every opportunity to play for a play for a big big time program. But uh they also don't want to play for a loser. So the fact that, you know, Utah's been touting, "Hey, we're we're members of the Pac-12. Come play for us." That's helped. But now we're saying, "Hey, we're members of the Pac-12. Oh, and by the way, we're near the top. We're competing." We're not just talking. We're showing that we're competing for the division and for conference title. And we're, I mean, we've got the momentum on our side where we're, we're really progressing on that. And I think that, I think that's the bigger end. These last two years, nine wins, 10 wins. We've gotten a ton of national exposure over these last two, two seasons. And I think that's really just drawn a lot of these kids that, hey, Utah's a great program great staff and uh, want to be a part of it what's exciting to me though is we would tent with a 10 win season in this in the recruiting class that we got and we did that i say we because i'm a season <laughs> ticket holder and i was part of that it season. was all you <laughs> there was there, i remember those nights where ryan was out on the recruiting trail with peace they'd stop by uh, you know and get some metamucil together and and, the old soda fountain. And then jump in the car and drive to another high school and recruit the heck out of it. Anyway. Those were the days. Those were the days. No, the 10-win season with the lack of offensive production that we had. I mean, as, as much as we railed on Travis Wilson, and he just you don't have that offensive production. And then you go out and get a recruiting class like this and potentially with some offensive players that can produce on the offensive. I mean, the, the sky seems to be the limit with if you can, if these guys can actually produce. Oh yeah. Well, that's a question. I mean, on paper, this looks like a great recruiting class. You never really know what you got until, you know, probably three years down the road from here um, to see, you know, who stays healthy, who stays in the program, who gets playing time. You know, they can look good, but just because they look good doesn't mean they're going to go out there and, and produce. But, but that, I think that's where I get excited because you look at previous signing classes with what this coaching staff was able to do with two-star guys. Oh, for sure. Now we're upgrading, we're, We've upgraded our talent. Imagine what this coaching staff can do now with this talent. And I think that's where me as a fan where I'm getting excited about this and you can call me a homer and then I wear you glasses and everything. I mean, I know it's not, it's not the greatest class in the country. I'm not saying that, but it's gotten me excited as a season ticket holder that there's some great things happening on the Hill. Well, this staff has, has, they built this program off of identifying raw talent players that can play, that are football players, and then molding them and putting them in positions where they can be successful. It's not going out and getting four or five-star guys. And, uh, yeah, what you said, I think they're continuing to do that. They're finding guys that, you know, hopefully still to an extent have a chip on their shoulder, want want to come prove something. 
But also, they're going and getting guys like, I mean, this Bradley Anai uh, from Hawaii. Not a hugely recruited guy, but look at look at his body. Look at Lecky Fotu, 6'6", 250 out of uh, Harriman. I mean, 6'6", 250 as a high school kid, and he can run like a deer. You get some coaching, you get him in the weight room. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, you never know, but this on paper has the potential to be really not only add depth, but bring a lot of playmakers uh, to the forefront, which we need, especially offensively. Is that where we should start? Well, you, real quick before we jump. Oh, jump sure. In, uh, Here we go. You, you talk about how Thanks, Grandpa. it's going to be two or three years down the line before we see how this pans out, and that's probably true in a lot of these cases, but there's a few guys, kids that were recruited today that are going to have an instant impact. Bowles being one of them. Troy Williams being one of them. I mean, those guys have to produce in order for the success to continue. So let's kind of go off of that and off of what you're going with, Scott, with the offense, start the offensive line. Bowles, I think he starts game one. Oh, yeah. He, he's your left tackle. You can pencil him in. I'd be shocked if uh, if that's not the case. And, I mean, listen listen to this for a second. Tevi, who was a starter pretty much the entire season outside of, I think, maybe a handful, one or two games, um, Tevi most likely could be coming off the bench next year. Obviously, we're going to have to wait and kind of see how this plays off uh, plays out, but I think Bowles is going to be your left tackle. Uh, Heva Latui is going to be your center, most likely. Asiata, left guard. And a big congrats to Asiata getting engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, join the ranks. Celesi Utuafi. I probably just butchered that name. As your, or most likely as your right guard. And then Dealman as your, uh, as your right tackle. So that leaves, just, just listen to this. Who, who does that leave on the bench? That leaves Jackson Barton on the bench, Sam Tevy on the bench, Johnny Capra coming off redshirt year, Nick Carmen coming off redshirt, Darren Paulo, who, is a beast, which is great. Big time if any recruit of those last guys year. go down with an injury. You got somebody right behind them. Well, and I think that I mean we kind of talked about that even before we came on tonight. Offensive linemen they get injured very easily. You know they get rolled up on by running backs all the time on their legs. So adding this depth is going to be huge as we go through the Pac-12 schedule. Well, and look, and to think if we're talking of some of these guys coming in and. The Bulls obviously coming in and starting and moving a couple other guys around. But you're talking about benching at least two guys with a decent amount of experience. Yeah, between Barton and Tevi. Yeah. And and Paulo and Capra who have great potential. And obviously they're still young and their time will come. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're in pretty good shape. And, you know, not to mention this class that we just brought in. Tucker Scott from San Clemente, Johnny Maia. What by by the way is from son of Lance Scott, the former University of Utah did lineman. You, did you see his dad yeah, do his? That's intro. pretty cool. Wait, let's hear uh, the whole Utah having former players announce the signees was that was pretty awesome. cool. That has Freddie Whittingham written all over it. That Mark, was marketing that was genius, Mister Freddie. And then I'm sure it was great for Scott to do it for his son. I mean, that that's special. That's great. Anyways, go, go on, Scott. So uh, Johnny, now you got to make me say his name again. Maya, Maya, 
Maya. Maya. He's from East High. Uh, Jay Grant from Arizona, who was a uh, push forward from last year. Great. Uh, I think he's going to be a great addition. And Scott Peck from Washington. I, I love Johnny from East. Watching his tape. That's because you're an East guy. Well, yeah. You know, I'll zip it. <laughs> Look at his tape. A century ago. Hard. Oh, oh really? <laughs> oh, really? Peace? <laughs> Wait, was Brighton High even built when you went, oh, Ryan? Please. Go Bengals. I, I can't even get a thought out with you two. <laughs> yeah, well, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Roger DuPay over here. Hey. <laughs> Skyline Eagles, home of the champions. You're probably still paying were, for recruits were at you this point. Oh. <laughs> Good thing we're talking about recruiting. Cameron's got it down. <laughs> were, were you the back man in college? Hey. Walking around with a bag so, full of cash. So we got free socks every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right down in Utah County. No, but I, Johnny, I think, I mean, he's versatile. Harding talked about how he can play every position on the offensive line, how athletic and big he is. I think I'm I'm excited, and you know what? Offensive line, defensive line—that's kind of what Utah's built on. Our defensive line's been great for years. Our offensive line is is it's coming to like elite Pac-12 I, level. Jim Harding deserves all the credit for that. What he's been doing up there is phenomenal, and I mean, we've been up there for practices and and for uh, spring games and whatnot, and. The way that he can communicate with his players, it, it's great because I know there was a little bit of a struggle when he first came in with that, um, and he's really regrouped himself as a coach, and it's paying off now in recruiting. Yeah, it's uh, our offensive line is going to be a strength because it's not only are we deep, we're young. I mean, we've obviously got some experience in there as well, but a lot of young, talented offensive linemen, and uh, we've been they've been recruiting that position very well now for several years, so. That uh, and you know what that helps the good old line helps create holes for those running backs to 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 run through and, and since we got to replace Booker and a pocket for a passer that's right Ryan likes his pocket <laughs> pieces pocket well, I got a butterscotch right here <laughs> okay so what what is your guys' opinion we're replacing Booker Joe Williams is most likely you know he's in the lead he's got some experience been in the program over for a year now. Do we see running back by committee next year, or does a guy, does Williams or some other running back, which we'll talk about here in a minute, steal the job for themselves? Yeah, I heard I heard uh, A-Rod on the radio late last week probably, and, and he kind of was leaning towards running back by committee, but between McCormick and Williams. Now, I, personally, I thought McCormick would – play more in the slot fill the role that uh bubba pool. covey or bubba pool I, I think he's a bubble pool replacement um, but uh he made it sound so in other words he's gonna run a lot of flares <laughs> a lot of flares he made it sound like it'd be a well, running back by committee with those two pool. yeah i i think i mean joe williams he doesn't have great size he doesn't have booker type size so to be able to take a pounding week in and week out for 25 plus carries that's a lot to ask i will i it takes a special type of player to be able to play the way booker did yeah i mean, I mean that that's very few in the country that you come a player like that and i'm not that's not a slot at, at joe william at all that's just how special booker was well and you look at it, i mean you could almost add 
in a sense, McCormick into this recruiting class. We get him back. And uh, if his knee is healthy... But the only game he's really played in was the Vegas was Bowl the Vegas a year ago. Yeah, against our best Vegas Bowl opponent in years. <laughs> but Zach Moss, recruit out of Florida... He's got a chance. I'm high, on the, I'm high on this kid. I think he's got a chance to see time. I honestly think you're going to see Joe Williams and McCormick probably get the sh- most of the most of the carries next year. I think you're going to see Moss though. He's big. He's he's a Booker type build, and he's got he's got you know probably doesn't have elite speed, but uh, he's a good running back with good size. And I mean, you put that with McCormick's ability um, to run the ball, his speed, his his agility. Joe Williams has that as well. I think it's going to bring a nice combination of power, speed um, to this to the backfield, where we're all we're, we'll be able to utilize not only in the run game but in the pass game. Because I honestly see, I mean, we'll we'll find out if this is how they're going to utilize him. But I I believe McCormick's going to be used a lot like Brent Castile was used back in the day. You're going to see him start out in the slot, motioned into the backfield. You know, vice versa. Um, I think you could kind of see him in a variety of positions, really just to, to take advantage of getting him the ball in space and using his speed and athleticism. To which, which is great, yak. as long as Guy Holiday teaches the wide receivers how to block. That is true. Should we have a moment for a moment of silence for our wide receiving crew last year? <laughs> and were, we're back. <laughs> they were a disappointment. They were. I well, Whittingham we'll on see. the radio today said, "Bar none, wide receivers has to improve. Our biggest liability." So they know it. That's a shot at Stubblefield right there. Stubbs. Well, it may not all be on him. Maybe it was the maybe the, the sure guys that were playing had some things to do with that too. But but no, I mean that's that's going to be key. I mean, but. This is this is what we got coming back. I mean, the three guys we named, you still got Dravion Young that's on the roster. Can't really stay healthy. Monte Seabrook, who uh, redshirted this year, f- Florida kid. Um, I believe Marcus Sanders-Williams has been moved back to linebacker, if I understand correctly. But then you still got Marcel Brooks-Brown, who redshirted last year as well. He was the one that was shot, right? He was. Mm-hmm. To uh, finish off the running backs, we got Devontae Henry Cole from Boca Raton, Florida. Only played three games his senior season because of injury. And from St. Thomas Aquinas. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But had 37 carries for 173 yards and a touchdown. And I think that's why he was kind of maybe undervalued in the recruiting is because he didn't play very much because of that injury. And I think that's another prime example of Utah finding those kids that are overlooked. And you know who's finding these guys? At least from Florida. Our boy, Mr. Erickson. He looks pretty quick, though. It's 100 100 meter, 10.8. And and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's he's a Heisman winner at a two-star. But it's still nice that these coaches are doing their homework and are searching places where a lot of coaches get lazy and don't do their work. Well, it's huge to have Erickson on the staff to go back to Florida and be able to get some of these guys. Oh, yeah. The the inroads he's made, I mean, he's literally created a pipeline out of nothing for us. And uh, so hopefully he's here for at least a few more years and can 
teach Witt how to continue that pipeline when he moves on. So that will run out the running backs uh, for this class. Now the two quarterbacks that I think are the big stars coming in, Troy Williams and Tyler Huntley. I mean, people are saying Tyler Huntley was a steal for the Utes, a recruit out of Florida. Wasn't he the Gatorade Player of the Year in Florida? That was mistaken. Yeah, and uh, just a uh, an unnamed coach, college coach from the state of Florida, um, stated that he was the uh, steal of the state. That Utah got the steal of the state in in Tyler Huntley. So, I think. Uh, I mean. There's a lot of pub coming. There's a lot of hype that's coming with this kid, with his ability to run, his ability to throw, and, uh, you know, really what he accomplished this year. I would say, you know, he had a lot of, lot of talent on that team, a lot of, a lot of college guys, uh, to throw to. So obviously that helps, but, but the competition at the end of the day, pretty good in the too. state of Florida, if you're winning Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Florida, I don't care if you're in the state of Idaho. Still impressive. Well, yeah, I mean, thirty-four and ten as a starter is his record. Threw for over nine thousand yards, hundred and six touchdowns, if over his career. But just his senior year, two hundred and thirty-seven out of three eighty-seven. It's a pretty high percentage completion yeah. percentage. How many of those were over the middle, over the linebacker's head? Well, my. My information sheet doesn't say where he was throwing those two, but you gotta get better. Let me stats. delve into that a little no, more. He, he's a tremendous talent, and again, another Erickson kid. I think it's awesome. I think he's got the potential for us to throw a parade for him. <laughs> Last we're, time you started that, look what happened. He's parade potential. He's, we're still wanting a parade for Travis Wilson. Who? Who? I've moved on. I'm focused on this year. <laughs> Travis who? <laughs> so now Troy Williams coming in, JC Kid. Uh, I'm sure everyone already knows he was a Sarkeesian recruit at Washington. Pre-drinking. <laughs> was there one year, and then Peterson came in. They, I guess, didn't really see eye to eye on things. He went to JC in California. Now he's back in the Pac-12 with Utah. Everyone's already assuming he's going to be our starter he, next he year. Is. Word on the street is he's it's his job to lose. Yeah, he's going to have to fall on his face, in my opinion, if he, for him to not be the starter against SUU. I think I think by far he's got experience. Huntley, I'm not sure we want to go down the path again of putting a freshman in. Um, you know, unless unless they're ready. Obviously, if they've earned if they earn it, that's one thing, but. I think Troy gives gives some time for Tyler to redshirt, get his body, you know, prepared and learn the system. But you know what? Brandon Cox may have something to say about this. He's been in the program for three years now. And the only, from everything you hear from the coaches, the only thing that's held him back is being injured. He can't stay healthy. If he can get a little bit of luck and figure out how to stay healthy, I think Brandon Cox could potentially have the opportunity to push for that starting position. I'd be surprised, but uh, the coaches still do seem pretty high on him. Well, and I think you want that in a program. Yeah. You you want competition within position groups. Keeps people on their toes, keeps people fresh. I think, I, I think you're right. I think Troy Williams probably gets the start, most likely gets the start. 
Cox's second string and Huntley will be third string, probably redshirting, as long as everybody stays healthy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for spring ball because you're going to be you're going to see all three of these guys because Huntley's already enrolled. He's here, so you're going to see all three of these guys battling all all spring. I will say I'm a little disappointed because I had high hopes for Chase Hansen being the quarterback of the future. Wasn't it? Uh, I believe it was about eight months. No, it'd been about six months and three days. <laughs> and three days and, and two hours and about an hour and a half. Since Ryan made his famous prediction that uh, Chase Hansen would be a starter last year, he was just no. on the, just a safety. You no, you, you would, said quarterback, you my said friend. Chase Hansen will be our starting quarterback by the end of the year, and Scott said if he's our starter at the end of the year, we're not going bowling. <laughs> <laughs> and my only reasoning for that was Travis had not proven to stay healthy for a season. I didn't. But he did. Hey, he that did. was that was our first year since like Brian Johnson that we had a quarterback start and end the season. Look good. at us. We're big but, boys but now. I'm still, I'd still love to see Chase Hansen get a shot. I, I know he's going to be he's, a star on defense. He's but. not going to get a shot. I think his mind's made up. I think the staff's mind is made up. His name's not even being mentioned as a I know. quarterback anymore. So I think that ship has sailed. Well, he's not even going to play in spring ball, even on the defensive side of the ball. No. So let's kind of keep this recruiting coming along wide receivers wide receivers we've got uh, in this class damari simpkins who also joins moss and huntley from hallandale uh, holland hallandale high school in florida um alec dana alec is a jc wide receiver with some pretty good size and i think he was kind of a surprise that he actually stayed with his commit. Yeah, he's he's been committed for quite some time, but uh, Arizona State, Washington State made, made a late yeah, push. Yeah, made a late push for him, but he's, he stuck to his commit and signed with the Utes. So I'll tell you what, if Washington State or Arizona State has some interest in you, you're good enough for me if you're a wide receiver. So I think that looks good. R.J. Hubert, who uh, uh, from I believe he's from Arizona, and also Samson Nakua, a local kid. Um... From our understanding, he's going to be a push forward, so he will not be in this class. He will be in next year's class, similar to how Jake Grant was a push forward into this class from last year. So you add these wide receivers to what we have coming back. you got Butler Bird, Kyle Folks, um, and Delshawn McClellan, Tim Patrick, which is big to get him back. you got Raylon Singleton, Tyrone Smith, C.O.C. Wilson's coming off a redshirt year, Kenrick Young, who we'll see if he can, if he can emerge. Out. Um, you know, and then on the tight ends, you know, we're going to have Moei back rep who had a great Oregon game and was MIA after that. Harrison handsome Hanley will be back. Um, and then Siale. So we're combining kind of wide receivers, tight ends here. All going to be catching some passes. It's a pretty decent group. I mean, there's definitely some question marks there. There's still, you know, there's not a, Drez Anderson or Kenneth Scott coming back, so you know that uh, it'll it'll remain to be seen which of these guys can step up and really be the leader. So, kind of going off the wide receivers, Terrell Burgess, cornerback commit, said that Utah coaches may give him a shot at wide receiver as well, and kind of being a dual threat athlete like that. He's got tremendous speed. He's got great he, speed. Him and Corey Butler Bird on opposite sides of the field. 
I would love it. Well, and De- Devere Hamilton's listed as a linebacker or right wide receiver, so there's that possibility of him playing. I'm interested to see what we do with him because, I mean, he's a fan favorite, how he's been recruiting and how his social media he's influence. He's a talker on Twitter. But it'll be interesting to see when he get when he gets here what he's able to do. Um, I would suspect um, he's going to end up a linebacker. I don't know if he's got Pac-12 wide receiver speed to play the wide receiver position, but he does have pretty good size, so... It'll be interesting to see how the six three two zero eight. That'd be a nice, yeah, nice to have a wide receiver. Okay, so that kind of rounds out the offense for us. Let's quickly kind of hit to the defense, especially the big names: defensive line, Bradley and I, Fua Patua, Keaton oh, Bills was a great pickup. I, I I think I think the the biggest pickup is Lecky Fotu. You hear everybody talking about him. He's 6'6", 250, runs like a deer. Um, football is pretty new to him. He hasn't uh, been playing it very long. But uh, the fact that USC wanted him, UCLA came in this week trying to get him, uh, seeing if he would even uh, potentially delay uh, his signing so they could get him out on a visit. Um, and same thing with Samisi Lawaki. Uh, I just butchered that name, but uh, again, he turned down USC to stay with Utah. Another defensive end. When I mean, you look at it, Anai, Patua, Fotu, and Samisi, all really great defensive end recruits, which we've really been needing to kind of stockpile. Uh, Bills and Patua uh, and Samisi will be going on missions, so they are sign and sends, but we will get uh, Anai and Fotu in the program right now. But it's great to see a lot of the local kids, and especially here with the defensive line, the local oh, yeah. kids staying. Well, I mean, Keaton Bills chose us over Stanford and BYU. Patua, obviously, was BYU was going hard after. So, I mean, these were these are big gets. And uh, I, I honestly think I mean, you're you're probably from what we're hearing on Lucky Foto. I think he's we're going to see him next year. I think he's he's got an opportunity to come in from day one and and pass uh, rush the passer. I think he's got a, I think he's got a legitimate shot, even with all that we still have coming back. So we're talking about though we're talking about local kids. We need to give away this prize. We need to give away this free room to DoubleTree Suites downtown salt lake city so since we're talking about a lot of local kids here utah put out a great video with the fast and the furious theme <laughs> still i'm back so that's what we're gonna do tweet at us on twitter well i don't know where else you would tweet at us but tweet at utah man podcast still i'm back the first person that tweets it at us and following us will win a free night stay at double tree suites downtown salt lake city utah is this a is this a, a king size bed let's let's get some information you can here. choose a one king or two queens all the rooms are suites they got a great restaurant great bar it, it's it's a phenomenal hotel restaurant you'll have fun take your significant other for valentine's day and it's a free room can't go wrong scott you can't win put your phone down check twitter cam <laughs> Check. All right, so let's kind of round this out now. I'll move on to linebackers. This, I think, was a big area of concern for me with losing so many guys from last year. 
overall, I think they did pretty well. Well, yeah, I think this was definitely one of those aspects, one of the uh, one of the positions that had the biggest needs. You lose Paul, you lose Norris, huge void. Winningham. And like I said, <laughs> Norris and Paul. Um, and Winningham. Who? Just Moving kidding. on. You're, so you're able to bring in uh, Curtis Taffa uh, from Snow College. And then the big news of the day, which uh, was a flip from Old Miss, David... La Fataka Saka. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. David Lua Fanta Sanga. There's no N in there. It's saga. In the pronunciation, S-O-N-G-A. Well, yeah, if you believe what they put out there. I'm just looking at the press release. I, I was, was told. The last time you were. I was told to sound it out. That's what I was taught. Sound it out. David Lua Fanta Sanga. David L. David, I like that. He was committed Ole Miss. Ole Miss had a top five recruiting class. Ole Miss got a heck of a recruiting class together. So to be able to steal him, he's 6'4", got great size, got great speed. If you haven't seen his film, go to utahutes.com. They've got a little bio up on all of these recruits, and you watch um, a bit of their film. David, let us not underscore La Fata Saga. He's going to be a starter day one. Donovan Thompson, a little undersized from the state of Florida, but uh, in Erickson's own words, he reminds him of, of Joni Paul, which... Plus, from all like from all accounts, it's pretty likely that uh, Chase Hansen will be moving to linebacker as well. Yeah, I would I would suspect that, or, or, you know, strong safety, hybrid, probably, probably something like we saw with Blecken. Where they just can't make up their mind where to put him, and he's switching oh, back. He's way more well, and here's the thing: though, is, wherever, well, sure wherever you put him, he's going to make plays. He he's that he's that still of a talent that no matter what position, he's going to make plays. Speaking of Blecken, he's got a chance to win a ring this weekend. His first his first NFL game could be in the Super Bowl. Is, it, is he active? I, uh, last I heard, he was. No, I don't think he's been at church for a while. <laughs> kind of rounding out. Uh, the linebacker crew, which uh, I think, I think it's, I think they definitely uh, um, address that pretty well. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to secondary, you know, we've kind of already talked about uh, Terrell Burgess and and Nigel King signing as well. Yeah, I like him. He was uh, committed to Houston and then uh, came out to Utah and, and flipped his commitment. And I mean. I don't know if we're going to see much of these guys because of all that we got coming back. I mean, you're getting Marcus Williams back. You're getting Justin Thomas, uh, Reggie Porter, Chase Hansen, depending on where he ends up, um, Casey Hughes, Domo, Godfrey, Brian Allen. And then you're getting Philip Afia, Cicero off redshirt years. We're stacked in the secondary um, between corner and safety positions. So I think uh, we're in pretty good shape. Well, we might even see a lot of these guys on special teams. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we I mean, see them. It, when you're a recruit coming in, most of them they don't want a redshirt; they want to play. And so I think we'll we'll see maybe a Burgess or a King on special teams. Maybe. Yeah, you may, but if there's not a need for him, they're gonna most likely redshirt, so they're not burning a year for nothing. But uh, yeah, you may see them on some special teams and uh, out there blocking for our newest Aussie punter, Mitch. Wishnowski. Now this is, I think Mitch wins the Scotty Award because Scott, this was your favorite recruit. You love those punters. 
Well, when I every time I say his name, I think of Monsters Inc. Wisnowski. You need to turn your paperwork in. <laughs> so Mitch Wisnowski got a heck of a leg. Whittingham today said he's got a stronger leg than uh, Hackett. Is it the same style of kicker? Does he no, run he, out? He just straight he's up. A, he's it. NFL style. Just just catches it and kicks it. But he's got some pretty good hang time. He's six three. 225. I see a lot of fake punts coming in his future. It's going to be awesome. Six, three, He's like a linebacker. It's going to be awesome. So I think he'll uh, he'll be able to break a few tackles. So that kind of rounds out the signing class. Great job, Utah. Really good job, staff. You stole him back. First person to tweet it in gets his free night at Doubletree. You got it. Still him back. Still's the word of the night. Uh, really, kudos to Winningham. The, I think this staff is probably the best recruiting staff he's had since he's been there. I know we've kind of talked about that before. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Hands I, down, I, I'm excited. I'm ready for spring ball to start tomorrow. This is, uh, yeah, I am I love the staff. I love, you know, what who we got coming back, players that are coming in. I think we got a chance. I think we got a chance to be pretty good next year when I think, a little while back, we all kind of thought this may be somewhat of a rebuilding year. I think we got a chance to be pretty good still. I think we pretty definitely exciting. do. Uh, speaking of spring ball, we keep us locked in. We're going to have complete coverage of spring ball. We have media credentials for it, so we'll continue to bring you interviews like we did last year with players and coaches. No John Peace, though, this year. I'm kind of a sad. Peace was a great interview. We're not going to be able to play what's in Peace's pocket anymore. Peace was a great guy. He was very fun to talk to. He took that what's in pieces pocket with with hilarity. It was awesome. It was fun. But it's we'll we'll like have he stole that. It. <laughs> but we'll we'll have spring coverage for you. Before we go, let's kind of hit on basketball for a little bit. Things have turned around. This team is playing a lot better. Yeah, Their offense last, is looking a lot better. I'm loving the talk. They were in bad shape. This pick and roll that they're running now. Two difference makers in, in the turnaround of the basketball for me. Pirtle's play. And Sweetgrass. He, he's turned he's turned his play up. I mean, he's the last three games over 20 points, I believe, in each game. And the play of Taylor. Brandon Taylor. Yeah. Taylor's gotten his swag back. Yeah, he's starting to play a lot better. He's starting to take care of the ball a lot better. But I think, I think obviously, um, Pirtle has played a lot better, but I think we're doing a better job of getting him the ball. Oh yeah, for sure, and giving him opportunities. When I think that the the pick and roll they're running has been doing that. Yeah, I mean because he he he's got such great movement. You know, he's so athletic that he can catch the ball inside the three point line, make a move, and get to the hoop, or on the pick and roll to be able to drag to the hoop. Um, and really, yeah, it's. Those first three games, we just looked all out of sorts. We really just were standing around, not a lot of ball movement. And all of a sudden, they came out of halftime at Oregon State, and something changed. I don't know what happened in that locker room, but Larry has started pulling the right strings with this with this, with this this group because they're playing with a lot more energy on both sides of the ball, not just defensively, which, which helps, but offensively. Their spacing, their ball movement, 
you know, to an extent, there's sometimes where they're still being, you know, too too unselfish, and you know they're passing up open shots. But I'm not going to complain because they've completely changed their their attitude and. It's they're a different, rolling. It looks like a different team. They're rolling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. I mean, they look great. They look the, like last year, and they're the hottest team in the Pac-12 right now. Five game winning streak. Now this is this is a big road trip because Oregon's in first place, and they're looking really good. I mean, they just they destroyed us at home, and they just went down to Arizona and beat Arizona. So they're in first place. I don't know. I don't. I don't see us beating them. So we have to come away with at least cocky. They're ripe to be. We have to come away with uh, a win against Oregon State because we can't afford to go zero and two on this. Now, granted, maybe we can. Maybe we can upset Oregon. You never know. But you got to get tomorrow night's first, though. You do because, quite frankly, yeah. Mind you, we are recording this before we are Utah Oregon game. We are one and nine, I believe, against Oregon under Larry. We haven't had much success against them. They the the style that they play, they're well coached. They're very athletic, and they just run and gun it. Sounds um, like their football team. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't have too much confidence we can beat them. So Oregon State is a must. I believe the referee tripper will be playing. His, his first game back. His to four the, game suspension will game. be over. So so there could be more referee tripping going on. I think Oregon's so good at home because they camouflage themselves into that ugly floor. I like it. To me, it says, ugly. You really like that floor? I li- uh, yeah, and I like the gray uniforms that oh, Utah has. Gosh. <laughs> Let's not get started on gray uniforms. All right, so that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, remember to check out Double Tree Suites by Hilton, Salt Lake City downtown. and Steal them back. Tweet at us, steal them back. First person that does. And follow us. Wins a free night. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? At Drum and Feather. That's Drum, the letter N, Feather. Scott? I am uh, Uteman underscore forever. And you can follow us on Twitter at Utah Man Podcast, as well as Facebook and Instagram. Download us on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever else you can find a podcast. Go Utes. Go Utes. Kayak, baby, we'll be telling that kayak. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah. Round out the running backs, we got Devontae. Well, don't sound like you're coming in from, like, North Dakota. <laughs> Now let's go out to Ryan for our hurricane update. <laughs> the wind is coming out. <laughs> wow, Ryan, the winds. <laughs> We've got a strong front coming. <laughs> All right. We got a low pushing in from down here. White out also. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, Davers kind of been the oh, uh, Is it that how you pronounce it? I don't know. That's just what I'm going with. The like uh, Devere Daver, Daver, Mr. Hamilton. Cam likes to say it's a Daverer, but he is LDS and he came to Utah. (gasps) Sinner. Though this recruited him on his mission. This was years ago when he was still on the Pac-12. He goes, I'm so mad when when Nate changed his name to from Fakafu. I just figured out how to say it. So now all I do is I run around the office and go, "What the Fakafu is going on over here? (laughs) (laughs) Don't, Don't you dare censor me."